Hello, everyone. Pastor Deborah here again. And we are in another Zoom word of encouragement for you. Yes, you. We are beginning week number 23 of 2022. So this is episode or word of encouragement number 23. I'm moving so I can get through all 52 weeks with a word of encouragement for you. Then I'll begin on the year 2023. I'll have to do a lot of writing and studying here very soon because pretty soon we'll be at the end of the year 2022. This one is brought to you with a motion video from Pixabay. And we are on Zoom. I'm recording in my living room with no green screen, as you know. So sometimes my background comes through. I may not be real clear to you here on Zoom, as I would be if I wasn't using it. But I hope that's okay with you, because I love these motion videos from Pixabay. They help us to visualize while I'm talking the unseen realm that Pastor Deborah has to help you understand and see. So motion videos, just like movies and cartoons, help us to see and believe things that we don't normally see in our natural world. That's right. So we're beginning number 23 of the year 2022. And let's pray as we always do before we begin. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all who are gathered here today out in the realm of the Spirit. A lot of times they don't know I'm going to record, and they have to kind of get going and come here and listen. Yes, yeah, some of them are in their sleeps, Father. Some of them are in horrible, abusive situations, and they've left their body. Some, Father, are working. Some are on airplanes or ships. Some are in meetings. Mm -hmm. But we know, Father, the power of the Spirit. When it wants to leave its body, it can. So, Father, we thank you for all that you have brought here, directed, led, and guided by your Holy Spirit. This is your work. These are your words we're going to be teaching on. So anoint them with the power of your Holy Spirit, the power of light and love and eternal life. Through your son, your spoken word, your word sent to the earth in a human body. So you could walk among us and be with us and we could hear you face to face, sort of. So, Father, we thank you that this word of encouragement is for them from you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen. Okay, the title of this word of encouragement is, Are you a person in your spirit and soul laden with iniquity and a seed of evildoers? Oh, that is a question we all must ask of ourselves. Well, what part would you ask? How about to begin with your spirit? Is it filled with this 
flames of hot fire, jealousy, hate, greed, a perversion of any kind, of all goodness and love, is your spirit carrying seeds of evil. And you look to your soul, your thoughts, that person that has memories from the world, your soul, that part that has mental health problems. Yeah, that part. That part that has addiction problems. That part that has horrible abuses done to it. Lives in fear, hate, jealousy, and looks through the eyes at the skin color of other people. Looks through the eyes at the sex of somebody. Maybe your soul has feelings it doesn't like its body. Thinks it's another sex. Maybe your soul is brought up in abusive, neglectful, and was rejected even in your childhood or even in the womb. Some people wanted a boy and got a girl. They didn't like that. Some people got a girl and they wanted a boy. They don't like that. What is your community that's speaking to your soul or your religion? That's in the realm of the soul, not the spirit. That's totally different. People are trying to get your soul and your physical body to worship a god or a goddess or to give credit or ask blessings or favors of something. Sometimes it's a statue or somebody's feet or maybe uh, an animal or a person or a constitution or a government or a flag. Mm -hmm. So this question is for all parts of you. Are you a person, spirit, soul, and physical body, laden, filled with, caring, full of overflowing with iniquity, perversions, wickedness, thoughts, deeds, imaginations of evil, that you carry the very seeds, the concepts of evildoers, and you spread those out when you speak or write? Mm -hmm. Or you interact on social media? That is your question for today. And we're going to go to the scripture, Isaiah 1, 2 through 7. Isaiah was an Old Testament prophet in the King James Holy Bible. The word Bible actually means book. That's what it means. King James happened to be the king of England many years ago. He was from a Catholic mother, but was raised Protestant. And he became the king of Scotland, Ireland, and England. And there were a couple Bibles during those times called the Geneva Bible and the Bishop's Bible. Neither one of them were any good. So King James said, mm -mm, not going to have that, because the Bishop's Bible was, it was horribly translated from Latin, Greek, Hebrew, maybe. The Geneva Bible was written by what you'd call the Puritans, ones who did not like royalty or majesty, hated the king and all that system. So he said, you just take the original Bible in Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek, and you translate it word for word. That's all. No commentaries. You let the Holy Spirit do all the interpretation. And that's how the King James Bible, the authorized version, came out. So here we are in Isaiah. He's an Old Testament prophet, used mightily to prophesy and speak about what was coming. And in verse 2, 
in relation to this topic we're talking about. Prophet Isaiah is speaking to us. He wrote it down from his vision, his dreams, his interaction spiritually with this Lord, this God of the Bible, of King of Israel. God is speaking to us now through this vision of Isaiah. So verse 2 continues and says, Hear, O heavens, that means all the realm of the spirit and the natural, and give ear, says the Lord. Pay attention, perk up, stand at attention, and listen, O you earth. To the realm of the natural on earth, to the physical body he's talking to, to the soul, and to the spirit. For the Lord has spoken. Oh, my goodness. I think we better listen. The word Lord I'm working on with my children's group in the channel called for children of all ages. It's a powerful, powerful word, Lord. It has many identities and definitions. And I'm working through them to help little children understand the word Lord. Lord usually means owner, master, mighty one, supreme ruler. And I recognize you as my Lord. And I'm going to bow down to you and listen. But he wants you to stand attention right now and listen. And God is saying through the prophet Isaiah, I have nourished you. And brought up children spiritually and in the natural, he says. And they have rebelled against me. Mm -hmm. well, this was in the days when no human had the Holy Spirit inside them. Their spirits were like this. They were made after the fall of Adam, who lost the Holy Spirit and Satan himself. The adversary of God perverted and twisted the eggs and the sperm. And he created through that and came into the spirit and the soul and the physical body himself. He planted his own seeds of iniquity through the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Planted them in the soul. When the Holy Spirit left, the spirit sunk down into the captivity, the prison, the darkness of the soul, and was subjected to the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of light. This heart of iniquity from Satan himself, who was Lucifer, became the life force of the soul, the physical body, and the spirit. That was not a a nice thing to happen to us. And God said, I have brought you, though. He's talking to the nation of Israel. That I brought you out of Egypt. I delivered you. I sent you through the wilderness until you could grow and become soldiers, and kings and warriors. I've protected you. I've fed you. Now, you can take that in many different ways. And one way would be. When a child is conceived in a mother, and the mother and the father take care of them, feed them and give them a home and a place, 
and the child just rejects and rebels against them. You can also see it as the in the spirit. Mm -hmm. When a child is born again through the love of this father, not this thing, and by belief in the man on the cross, Christ Jesus, they become brand new spiritual beings, babies, children. He said, even from that point in your new birth spiritually, and when your soul has a rebirth, so to speak, I raised you, I nourished you, I fed you, but you still rebelled against me. Verse number three, the God is speaking still to Isaiah in a vision. In fact, Isaiah had many visions. The ox, God says, knows his owner. And the ass, the donkey, his master's crib, where he's supposed to be at home, where he gets fed and taken care of. But Israel, my spiritual people, that's the spirit, my children of me, you're born again now. They don't know me, who I am, the king of heaven, a prince. You don't know that. You are my spiritual people. And you do not even consider that about me. Even though I birthed you. This is to believers in him. And all the non-believers. Because we all started off as believers. In Adam. In a garden. He says now you don't know who I am. You got this thing. This iniquity. You carry seeds. Of evildoers. Seeds of Satan. His words. Bewitchment. Deception. You cast spells of people through propaganda and lies. You twist and pervert the law. You twist and pervert constitutions. You twist and pervert people's thoughts and ways. You steal and rob them of protection and humility and safety. You give them no hope. You use them and throw them away. You sell them as cattle and property. You're a mess. You have the heart of iniquity. You carry the seeds of evildoers. Even though you're born again in me. Verse number four. Oh, sinful nation. That means people. A people laden with iniquity. Where does iniquity come from? You. Inside your thoughts. Inside your spirit. From your soul. Out through your words, through your body, come from you. Mm -hmm. You're a sinful people. You're laden with this iniquity, this evil, wicked perverseness. You think lies are truth. You try to convince people that you are innocent when you're guilty. Move people away from what you're really doing. You use anything to protect you. Build walls so nobody can get to you. You lie, cheat, and steal. You're corrupt. Mm -hmm. Why? Greed. Desires that are filled with evil and iniquity. Maybe you're trying to serve Satan and you know it. And you're trying to build his kingdom. One world government on earth. 
You're trying to control everybody through every means possible. And if they don't, you punish them. That's evil iniquity. God gives us freedom to choose. He forces nothing on us. That's right. He won't even force you to worship him or believe in him. Mm -hmm. He won't do that. So he is saying you're laden with iniquity. A seed of evildoers you are. That's what you are. You bring seeds, words, concepts, principles, thoughts, deeds, actions out of you. Because you are connected to a vine that is bringing you iniquity and evil through your system of spirit, soul, and body and out. Mm -hmm. You're going into the next generation. You're after the little children and daycare centers and education. You're going after the women and the men. You're going after the next generation of children who you can devour with your seeds of iniquity. You are children that are corrupt, he says. You are corruptors through your deeds, your words, your actions, the laws that you pass, the executive orders that you sign, through the things that you do that you won't allow others to do. You think you're better, different. You don't have to follow the rules like everybody else. You are a seed of iniquity and evil doer. You, he says, have forsaken the Lord, the God of Israel, the God of Isaiah, the God of King David and King Solomon. You have forsaken the God of Moses and Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. You say you're for freedom. That you force people to do things against their conscience. You say you're for life and you're for all migrants. But you will force everybody to pay for abortion. Because certain people had the right to kill a baby. That is child sacrifice. Glossed over by lies in somebody's constitution. You have a right to kill a baby. Well, honey, then don't have sex. Castrate all men. How about that? Every woman should have a hysterectomy. Forced on them. Sterilization. Oh, well, in many countries here in America, they did that back in the 1920s. It's called eugenics. They forced sterilization on people against their will. And some young man over in Germany named Adolf Hitler learned about it, studied it. And guess what he did? He took it to the next step. And he used it against anything and anybody that he felt was an evil roach, an animal, not pure. Well, who was he to decide who was pure? You think what happened in World War II with the Jews? What came from Hitler? No, it came from America. Came from eugenics. Forced sterilization of people. You go study it. It's out there. It was against certain people of certain color. Because they were not even considered human. It was against people who were born with disabilities. They were, would suck up the resources for the healthy. 
And Hitler took that philosophy and concept. Oh, we all got appalled at it when it was happening in Germany against one particular group, the Jewish nation. And who were they? They were the ones that brought forth Christianity and Jesus Christ to the world. You think that was an attack on God? You bet it is. Anything dealing with death, killing babies, forced sterilization, for any reason. It's not of this loving God. It is a seed of iniquity right from Lucifer who became Satan, the very adversary of God. God is for life. He is life himself. Now, he has had to deal with humanity that had no Holy Spirit. They were nothing but cattle and beasts of the field, and he had to destroy their physical bodies. But their spirits were preserved down in the depths, dungeons in hell, in Hades locked and satan had the keys to hell death and the grave until this young man named christ jesus came went to a cross paid the judgment went into hell and got those keys back and opened the doors and said believe on me for i have come to set you free you're forgiven of all your sins spiritual being you were the seed of evildoers, of iniquity, of Satan, long ago after the Holy Spirit left your forefather, Adam. But I have returned, and if you believe in me that I died to protect you, give you a new life, you will be born again. I've opened the keys to your cell door. You're now free and forgiven. So come with me back to where you always were supposed to be the family of God. Let's keep going. Got off on a little tangent there. Sorry about that. Verse four, he's saying, the Lord God said they have provoked the Holy One of Israel. Anytime a little baby is aborted, somebody is abused, trafficked, sold into human sexuality. Anytime you lie, you take money from foreign nations and you lie to the public and you tell us, oh, don't look there. Anytime you, you provoke the Holy One who loves you so much. And he says, you are now producing the seeds of your evil doings. You, that iniquity that's in you, that evil perverseness is coming out. Mm-hmm. And you provoke this loving God to anger. If you are born again and you're in his family and you do not do right, you provoke him. I say that from pastors and believers all the time. I get these creepy feelings. I see this still in their soul on social media. Their spirits are babies and they're not had a Hebrews 4.12 yet. And their soul is still the head, the king, and their old life has not died to them yet. And they don't understand the new life in the light of love. And they are icky, icky people. But their spirits are just babies, probably still taking a bottle, pooping in their pants, sucking on pacifiers. Mm-hmm. 
or they're young kids that are running around and they're just making a mess of everything. He says, you have gone away when you're like this, backwards. Humanity was not created to be like this, to have this evil, to have this iniquity in them. They were created to be beautiful creatures of light, life-giving spirits, to show forth their Father's image and likeness of goodness and mercy. Salvation and hope, freedom and deliverance, not this of captivity. Mm -hmm. Verse number five. Why should you be stricken anymore? He's asking him. Why should I deal with you or even punish you anymore? You will revolt even more and more, he says. Your whole head the leadership, the rulers, the soul, the spirit, a nation, its people, the children, the teens, the culture, the language, the whole system of spirit, soul, and body, of a nation, of a system, of culture, of people. It's faint, it's weak, and it's filled with this. It has not had deliverance from it. It has not let go of it. I've had one people, I've ministered to many people in the occult. They are afraid to give this up. And the demonics that go with it spiritually because they would feel unprotected in that horrible, evil, spiritual world that they live in spiritually. So they are reluctant to give this up because they fear being destroyed by the others. It's a wicked, evil, powerful place, the realm of the spirit. Humans are in it. Demons are in it. God's angels are in it. God's in it. Words are in it. Forces are in it. It's moving. It's always. There's fires and winds, mountains and storms, fog and bewitchment and spells. And he says, this God of Isaiah says, what good is it going to do if I keep getting angry at you, punishing you? Ain't going to help. Not going to work. Now let's go to verse number six. From the sole or even from your foot, that which upholds you, even unto your head, the government, the top leader, the president, prime minister, your parents, your CEOs, your college professors, your TV news anchor people, the systems behind them, your families, your culture, your religion, your teachers of religion. He says, all of them, there is no soundness in it. There is only iniquity, lies, deception, bewitchment. Every law you passed is not good. You're looking through your eyes of your own iniquity. There is no soundness in it, not in any part of your spirit, your soul, or your body. If you're unsaved, if you're born again. Now, if you are born again, you got to be a baby because you don't know anything. If he's going to say that there's no soundness in you, that means there's none of his wisdom in you yet, none of his knowledge and truth. And you are still acting. 
as this one. He might have to do deliverance on you and cast out those demonic spirits out of your spirit. There are spirits of iniquity, spirits of perversion, evilness, wickedness, spirits of lies and deception. And there are some that even have doors and thrones where Satan, the adversary of all that is God, sits in their spirit. He comes and goes. That's right. Been there, done that with a lot of people. And they need a lot of deliverance work. Casting out of those things. Then their soul must cast down, destroy every thought that does not line up with this God of Isaiah and his love and his righteousness. And if it's aligned with, believes in, supports the thoughts of iniquity, of corruption and evilness, and will not even let anybody judge it. Oh, my gosh, you got a lot of work to do in that soul. He says, you have wounds and bruises in your spiritually and in your soul. And they are putrefying sores. When God and Pastor Deborah looks at your spirit and your soul, they, these sores, have not been closed or healed yet. Neither are they bound up. Can't be till we cast out this iniquity. It is a spirit. It is a principle, a thought, a concept, an idea. It's in your spirit. It's in your soul. And you see it in sickness and illness and diseases in your physical body. That's right. When you see people with cancer, diabetes, eating problems, lung problems, all kinds of things, they sometimes are results of an attack, and God should be able to heal you. But if things are left over and you are a chronic sickness, that is what's in your soul, and it's coming through your physical body. And he is saying it's not been healed up yet. It's not bound up. The balm of Gilead has not been placed on it. It hasn't been rubbed with the ointment. It has not been forgiven. It has not been thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. So many people who have been abused continue to live in that victim state. And if you are a born-again child, you have never been abused. You are brand new. Nothing of that. It happened to you. It happened to the old you. You go read my story called It's Time. You'll learn about the death of Jan and the birth and the coming alive of Pastor Deborah and the battles I had to battle that Satan wants to keep you stuck in his seeds of iniquity in your soul and spirit so that you are always his, controlled by the concepts and thoughts of iniquity. Mm -hmm. Always an evildoer. Verse number seven. Your country, your nation, your community, your culture, your city, your business, your family, and your spirit, soul, and physical body is desolate. I am not there, he says. It is filled with something else besides my love, joy, and peace, my righteousness, my words of knowledge and wisdom. This 
is what lives in you. This is what feeds you. This is what guides your thoughts and concepts, your deeds of your soul and physical body. And in your spirit, there's no peace. There's fires of lust, fear and death, anger and hatred. No rest. He says, I'm not there with my presence when you are filled and a carrier of seeds of iniquity. And you are an evildoer. He said, my presence is not there with you. My righteousness is not there. Your inner cities of your spirit within you. The cities that I look at, all your different chambers of your spirit and your soul. That's what he calls them, their cities. You're a nation inside, a kingdom. You have many different territories. You have a spiritual territory, a territory in your soul that's all broken up. And your whole physical body is a kingdom, a territory and a land. He says, I can also look at your nation as a system. It has a head, has a body, has inner workings. It has blood flowing through it, has arms and legs. He says, I'm looking. I'm not there. Oh, you can have a constitution that talks about God. You can worship the flag, so worship's in there. You can say prayers in your nation. But I'm not in the nation. I'm not in the laws. I'm not in the people. My laws of righteousness and life do not rule you. Do not rule the laws. They're always changing. Anytime you are in a nation that is set in law, that it is okay. And it is a woman's right to have an abortion. God is not in your law. That's the truth. And he goes on and says it. There are strangers in your nation. Inside your spirit, there are strangers called iniquity, evil, Satan, demons, hate, jealousy. Maybe other human spirits come in and out of your spirit. That happens all the time in the occult. In your soul, there are strangers in there to the kingdom of heaven, to its love, joy, and peace. All that you think in your spirit and what you do and what decides you. And how you interact out in front of the cameras on social media. What you say about other people. Oh, well, that's politics. He says, I'm a stranger to you. You might go to church every week. Make the sign of the cross. But you're not serving him. You might be serving a goddess, a mother, a little piece of bread. You might be thinking you're serving, or you might be thinking you're serving the imams, the prophets of that religion. This God goes on and says to Isaiah, both you and your land of your nation, your business, your family, your community, your city, my very presence is not in it. It's not welcomed. And if it's found out that it's there, the people are destroyed. The buildings. Because they can only worship one God. And it's not the God of Isaiah. Of the Bible. Your inner land of yourself. And the inner land. The foundations of your nation. Government. business. I'm not there. I'm not it. This. 
is your foundation. And when I'm not in a place and your spirit dominating it, filling it, your spirit is desolate. When my words of knowledge and wisdom and truth and light and love and joy and peace are not in the throne room of your spirit, it is desolate. When my thoughts are not in your soul, and your soul is not thinking like I think, and you do not have the mind of Christ in your soul, then you are desolate, and I am not there. My presence is not there in that land of your soul. When I am not in your physical body through your soul, then my healing cannot come. When you look to others and other things and you won't change your ways, your physical body is desolate of my presence. When your nation says one thing about me and does other things that are against me. When you choose death and not life for all people. When you allow corruption, abuse, lies from politicians. When you try to Take the next generation, little kindergarten kids, and use horrible, wicked propaganda, lies to train them up to be the next generation of activists and haters. Then you are desolate of me, he says. When you want to dominate the world, the people, you want to sell people as products and you want nothing but pleasure or you want to blackmail people or you want to live by the pleasures of your body or you want to win money, money, money. You are desolate of my presence within your land. That's right. Your businesses will have no morals. They just want money. Make money, money, money. You're Business is desolate of my presence. You and I are not on the same page, sort of speaking. So he goes on and says, when you have a heart of iniquity and your thoughts and your soul are as this fire, lust, greed, control, want to be loved by everybody, want to dominate social media, get offended when people challenge you. When you don't want to have life, but you want to have sex. When you want to pass laws without talking to me. When you want your party to dominate the world. When you're trying to build a one world community, a community of nations. And you threaten other nations. If they don't do what you say, you're going to punish them. You are at war with me. There's war between the evildoers. For dominance. You are lions fighting for a pride. You're in the sandbox to be the king. You are desolate of my presence. You doesn't have it. You have this. You're a fiery creature. You are bound, as we saw in the Lord of the Rings, by rings of power. And when you put them on, you get a political position. You get a taste of money and power and sex, pleasure. You get perverted in your thoughts. You will do everything never to lose it. You'll lie, cheat, and steal to get what you want. This God of Isaiah says, you are desolate 
of me. I am not there in your presence. I'm not in your spirit. And if you have me, you've turned your back on me. And you have gone after other things. So your word of encouragement today is if this is you, you ask God to examine you. You don't even have to believe in him yet. And he will give you a dream or a vision. And he will show you what he sees, your heart, your spirit, your actions, your thought, your religion, your country, your nation, your business, your community. He will show you what you are. And it will hurt. And you may disagree with him. And then he will give you a chance so he can take all of that evil, iniquity away. He'll do deliverance on you, cast out those spirits, cleanse the land, and make a place for him to be clean and pure and righteous. So he may guide you in love, in joy, in peace, with the mind of Christ coming out of your soul and bring healing to your body. He'll bring healing to your nation, your city, your community. If you've been abused and a victim of trafficking or something, he will bring healing to you. So you'll be able to look and go, that wasn't me. I'm not a victim. I'm not a survivor. I have never been abused. The other me was. But now I'm a new creature in him. His presence is there. Healing me and delivering me. Making me brand new. I am not a victim anymore. I'm not a survivor. I can look at those people who did the other evil, wicked things to the other me, and I can look at them, for they have a heart. Their kingdom is one of iniquity. They are sowing seeds of iniquity. They are evildoers. And if I can help them find what I found, a loving father that takes away the memories, of abuse, changes my identity, my name, my nature, to a glorious child of God, not a victim anymore of this world, for he has overcome that when he comes in. If you want that today, just say, yes, I do, and he does it. And then he will do a Hebrews 4.12, right out of your soul will come your spirit, free to be taught by him and his word. Well, you'll go back in your soul. But you'll be different. Your soul will recognize it. There might be some kind of war in there. You might get headaches or get sick. But slowly the light of God in his presence shall reach the soul and the physical body. And you will be new. No longer filled with the fires of iniquity. No longer a slave and held captive by the king of iniquity. Satan himself. And what was will no longer be, and you will be a free child in God, child of the light now, filled with love, joy, and peace for everybody. You'll change your deeds, your thoughts, the way you vote. You will change every principality and concept you have in your soul. Your spirit will be different. Be a shining light that others can see, and his presence will be in you and with you. And will help you make all your decisions. Might get rocky down here. Because in this world down here. That enemy right there. 
the king, the Lord Sauron, the one who controls all through rings of iniquity. He is at work. He hates you. He'll attack you. He'll attack you on social media. Mm -hmm. He won't like your challenges. He won't like you being changed. And he'll send out. There's many in God's family who are still like this. They have not yet been transformed in their soul. Don't have enough of the light in them yet. They got denominational light. They have division in them. They're still children. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hate. They don't like each other. But you ask yourself, are you one of these? Do you have the seeds of iniquity in you? And are you an evildoer? Father, help them. This is your work that you are doing for you. Help them to see and examine themselves. And then when they want your help, you know what to do. Fulfill Isaiah 61 and 62 in their life. And bring about a glorious Hebrews 4.12. And let your presence settle down. Find a home, a throne room. A holy of holies in their spirit. Help them to start changing their behaviors, their thoughts and concepts. And developing the very mind of Christ, the anointed king in their soul. Let their actions and their deeds be changed. For this is what you desire for us and for you. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you next week on another word of encouragement out of the Zoom studios. Right in my own living room. Bye. See you next week. Bye-bye.